This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Hey everybody, welcome to the third movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, I'm your gracious host, and alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm super. Hi guys. Super, super snazzy. So, uh, this is our third episode. We, re- we recently did Bad Times at the El Royale, and then 1988's The Blob. And we're sticking with the 80s, with our current choice, none other than 1981's Nighthawk, starring Sly Stallone and William D. Williams. Um, Justin's first time seeing the movie, right? Yes. I, I, I remember when I was a kid seeing it, like seeing it maybe on TV or something a little bit, like, but I'd never watched the movie. Just, yeah. I remember it. Yeah, so uh, after we recorded our blob, we sat down as a couple and we watched Nighthawks together and took notes diligently and had a grand old time. And it's weird, like this movie doesn't necessarily lend itself to massive amounts of minutia because it's kind of a lowest common denominator project, but it's uh, it's still got some value. Now, if you guys aren't aware, the movie microscope isn't about just reviewing movies. It's about kind of dialing in deeper. So we're not going to be going over like the big, the biggest beats of it. So like, I don't know if we were like talking about Jaws, you know, I wouldn't be like, hey, they need a ship or something like, you know, or maybe if like, like we're doing like, like the dead, like Dirty Harry. I mean, we're not gonna be talking about like, go ahead. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna get be that, more, get that ship. Yeah, like get that damn craft out of the water. Um, now you say that we're not gonna talk about the big scenes, but you know, I'm, that's what I'm talking about—the big scenes. I know, right? but we have to at least I, create the illusion <laughs> that we're gonna be that we're talking. gonna zoom in. Yeah, fucking zoom on it. But then I'm gonna throw you, I'm gonna throw you for a loop and talk about the big scene. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom out and talk uh, about the yeah. big scene. I mean, yeah, I get micro, you get macro. Mm-hmm. Find a home somewhere in between, hopefully. Oh yeah, but uh, well, and, and the thing is, Nighthawk Nighthawks is not a film about subtleties. It's a film that's uh, you know it was kind of Stallone hadn't yet done uh, First Blood. I believe that was right right after that, and he hadn't kind of shown his range necessarily as a, an actor. I don't know, some people say he still hasn't, but I would fight those people. Um, and this is actually, I think, it's an important movie in his filmography because it did show uh, a different side of him. Uh, to audiences, and I think there's some stuff he does in here that's actually quite interesting, but that's not important right now. Um, so, Justin, if you could, if you could lay down the groundwork of of the cast uh, and who's in principles this? of uh, Nighthawks, who's in this? Okay, so well, I mean, you already you already said one of them. I didn't say who he plays. Sylvester Stallone as Deke 
Da Silva. One of the great names. One of the maybe his greatest name in movies. Billy D. Williams as Sergeant Matthew Fox, who you might remember from Lost, right? Most importantly from World War Z. Uh, <laughs> Lindsay Wagner <laughs> Lindsay Wagner as Irene. Didn't even deserve a last name. She they or bar- they call it could have called her barely seen. Cuz no. And then I, I'm not sure how to say her name, but it's Persis Kambata. Kambata, right? Yeah. Which um, I ordered at Starbucks today. And she plays Shaka Holland. Okay. Nigel Davenport is Peter Hartman. I'm just going to skip to the, the true gem of the cast. Lay it on me. Rutger Hauer as Wolfgar. Yeah. Or more importantly, Haymar, quote unquote, Wolfgar Reinhardt. Yeah. And he really is, I'd say, the true star of this film. Absolutely. Wait, now, did First Blood come out? Was that eighty one or eighty two, or eighty three? This precedes First Blood, if I remember correctly. I'll look it up, but it's, I think it does. It's um, it has to be very, very similar because First Blood was. It's First Blood has to be eighty. It's eighty two. Yeah, because I remember that was that was a seminal movie for me. Like First Blood was a big one, a big I mean, one in my life. And I remember Nighthawks. You know. Was a big enough of it, it was a it was an okay deal, right? It, it did some okay. It, I no, actually, it underperformed. Okay, and it's somehow it hasn't gotten that legacy that a lot of those kind of movies it's, would. People know the name, right? But yeah, maybe have it. It's a sleeper. But, I think it's yeah. a sleeper. And and the funny thing is, is uh, it seems like one of those movies that's primed for some sort of a Scream Factory or whatever one of those big revival DVD or Blu-ray guys. It seems fitting for that, like a really nice revival. You're talking about sleepers again, I noticed. <laughs> um, um, actually, and there's, of course, apparently they edited the daylights out of this movie, so I bet you there's a lot of stuff that, if it's preserved, would lend to an interesting bonus. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, stuff on this that that, that was interesting. Um, it's, like you said, it was heavily edited by Stallone. Then I think it was heavily edited by the studio. It was going to get an X because of the violence. Um Stallone apparently got jealous of uh, Rutger, as we all, and tried to edit to his performance out. Uh, well, Lindsay Wagner, um, the the studio, I think, wanted a lean and mean action film, so Stallone's scenes with Lindsay Wagner as his ex wife were cut, and so she barely appears in the film. Um, and, and one of the times she appears in the film, it's not even her. It's not her. So, but why don't you uh, talk about the story of this film? Okay, so the yeah. the, the story is this. Uh, it takes place uh, in two fronts. The first chunk of the movie, part of it's in Europe and part of it's in America, where we see Stallone and William D. Williams are a team of guys who are kind of anti-theft they, they, street cops. I believe they're they're part of the decoy squad. That's right. They're, they're called. They are part of the decoy squad. Yeah. Uh, and we find out very early on uh-huh. what Stallone's secret weapon is in, in his uh, <laughs> yes. police. Well, the, it may be the first scene, right? Or, yeah. Whereas oh, yeah. Rutgers seeing the first scene. Uh, I think it starts off with Rutger. Okay. But either way, yeah. it, we, we get to meet all of our principals pretty quick. And, and Stallone's secret weapon is that he loves to capture crooks in the guise of a dame. He dresses he dresses as a woman. Uh, and then he waits for guys to come at her. her and then yes. lays down the law with Mr. Williams in the wings. So he, these guys, as you might guess from the title, they do most of their work at night. Um, and that's no joke. I mean, that's they are. That's what they live on the. That's where they do their work. They're on the streets at night. That's why Sloan probably can't keep a relationship with Lindsay Wagner. Good. Um, I like the way you connected. Those you know dots. what I'm saying. Yeah. So 
he, uh, you know, at the beginning of this movie, there's a woman, like a, maybe it looks like a, a woman that worked, you know, uh, you know, in a hospital dress, maybe a maybe a nurse, um, walking the lonely streets of darkened streets With of New York City, awfully shiny face, and she has a. <laughs> And so the first thing you can see is it's immediately it has to be Stallone. Like there's no way it's not. Well, actually, you know what's funny is in my memory that was like really a sleight of hand. I'm and sure then we're watching yeah. the movie and, and Justin's like, "Oh, it's Stallone." Like so the maybe maybe if it was on VHS, you wouldn't have been able to tell us. Well, much. they show these the, they show the bad guys creeping creeping around like they're they 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 uh they got their target and sights. They're gonna mug this this poor hospital worker. Um, who's gonna come to the rescue? Well, when will Stallone pop out of the shadows? No, no, no. He's not popping out of the shadows. He's popping out of that hospital uniform. Yep. Killing and so it. his his mask in this was interesting. Cuz it's a mask, right? It's yeah. it's like it looks like a special effects mask, like yeah. a And I think it, it does start off with Rucker. It, I'm pretty I sure the movie think, does start off with. Well, first I think this is, his mask looks akin to that movie Drive. Remember the mask in yeah, the movie Drive? Yeah, I get yeah. It. yeah. I think actually this movie we just watched a week ago. And we should probably know this because that's what our we're zooming in, right? Yeah. I think it starts out with Stallone. Am I wrong? I think it starts off with Rucker. <sighs> Maybe. I think he, he. Well, okay. So let's let's move to the other lead. Yeah. Rucker Hauer plays Wolfgar, and uh, it's funny because while we're watching it, Justin is is talking about how hey, he looks a little weird. Well, Rucker, Rucker is a. It looks, is a, it looks a little weird. Young Rucker at this point, you know, circa this is before Blade right Runner. Before Blade Runner. He is a very pretty man. He's like a chiseled, like he's just like a like a. Like a Greek statue in a way. He just—he's very unique, very pretty Tiny man. Tiny penis. And um, in this, I—I I thought he was looking rough. I was like, I was like this. I was like, he's looking kind of bad in this film. Uh, I didn't—I didn't know that that was a makeup job. So that's the makeup job that fooled me, not the Stallone one, but this one. Right. So that's yeah. They did not accomplish their mission. <laughs> just as an aside, did you know that the reason that Greek statues have tiny penises is because back then that was like a sign of strength. There was oh. like, like a that was like. It, that's the preferred way that they wanted to be represented, which is a sign of strength. Would mean like a very, like a very, like a leader, acute, acute penis, like a very not acute penis. But you know what I'm saying? Well, acute, a, acute, a, a, like two words or one, both. Okay, yeah. So that's why those when you look at a dick on a Greek statue. How do you know this? I've read about it. So they wanted to be represented. So they they it was, it was symbolic of uh, of a person of great power. So and, someone that and had maybe like a big uh, penis would say, when they were sculpting, could you shave off a few inches of yeah. that area because I want to look smarter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think what they're probably saying is, can you make it look a little bigger, and then that's what happened. <laughs> so well, I wondered if maybe that's a sign of um, that was a sign uh, in a way of sign of um, you know just kind of being very uniform and and you know like uh, everything's i think there should in, be in, a variety of dick sizes on statue maybe that's vulgar they thought that was vulgar to have too big of a and maybe maybe i maybe, need to read about it basically maybe they were seeing way ahead into the future where mm-hmm. um people might c- go to the statues and not appreciate them for the right reason and like hang a coat on yeah or like yeah. like god damn look at that fucking honk yeah <laughs> so anyway so wolfgang wolfgang wolfgar we meet him early on. He's a little rough around the ridges. He's got a little beard. He's a little weird. He uh, and he, we instantly discover that he's a terrorist. Yeah, well, he he's blows very, up a perfectly very, attractive clerk. 
yeah, in the store. He he leaves like a briefcase, like tucks it under her desk with his foot. Like he he's an asshole, but you meet him and he's very charismatic. He's very uh, everybody kind of likes him. He's very smiley. More before he, than after. But he but yeah, but he's he's a very he's one of those terrorists that's um very evil but very. Uh, He's got a code. Charming. Yeah, he's got. And yeah, yeah so we, we, and instantly he calls the authorities to let him know it was him. He claims responsibility just like a good terrorist would. And um, we realize that he's, you know, he's doing, he's got this larger plan. Uh-huh. Uh, something that uh, over the course of a few of these events goes awry when he's betrayed by one of his team mm-hmm. and he's forced to go under, underground and, and escape to the States. Yes. Which was sort of his end game, anyhow, because obviously, if you want to do it on the largest possible stage, where else but New York, right? Right. I mean, as unfortunately we've discovered. So, uh, Spider-Man in the in the dark. Oh what, yeah, yeah. Whatever that. Whatever. Uh, Spider-Man. Hold the dark. Wait. Spider-Man. Hold under the, the dark's the Netflix movie. Spider-Man fold back the. Pu- what was it called? Spider-Man wet blankets. What's that Spider-Man it's something play? Something with the dark. Turn on the night. Maybe. That might be it. Spider-Man... Turn on the dark or something. I was probably right the first time. Did you say turn on the dark? I think I did. So so he goes to... So, I mean, that's obviously that's further on the story. But the main tr- thrust of this is he's, is you got this uh, semi-elite policeman butting heads with this elite terrorist. So you take these two... Stallone definitely is not... They wouldn't characterize him as an elite policeman in this. In fact... His his backstory is kind of can we we could get to that, but it's very scribbled. It's not it, it's very um, uh, it's there's not much to it, and he's a very meat and potatoes type of cop. Like you know, you know, start punching, ask questions later. Yeah, well, but he, kind of is trying to get away from violence at the same. But time. But then again, over the course of the film, I think we find out that maybe Wolfgar's not the most brilliant guy either. No, but I you know I think like we alluded to or talked about is that behind the scenes of this movie. Apparently Stallone was very jealous of of the Rutger charisma, and I, I think when you watch this movie, as bad of a villain as Rutger is, you want to see him instead of Stallone, and that must have been the problem. Although, if you were to kind of interview both guys now, uh-huh. Stallone probably won. Rutger doesn't. He said he didn't really care about the behind the scenes of this. Like he's not as he wasn't as upset. He didn't. No, he what said, I'm saying is, is I know, I know, career wise, but, but he Stallone apparently. He, the beef, any beef that was behind the scenes, he he doesn't care. He just said it doesn't bother him. He never felt that bad on the set or anything. And so any of the rumors, he's not really answering to, I guess. He's above it. He's Parker's above a classy it. dude. He's he's one of the best. Split second. Cla- <laughs> Classic. Um, so, so we really mangled the plot. But anyway, so... Let's, let's 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 zoom on in a little bit. There's a good versus bad guy in this. Uh, yeah. This, it's, but, it's that cop movie where it's a cop against a criminal. Um, can I zoom in? Do you, zoom mind on in I, baby. you mind if I zoom in and get a little microscopic? Bring it. Shot on location in New York. <laughs> <laughs> in NYC. No, I'll tell you what. Instantly established in the movie is, first of all, the sense of style. Uh-huh. Stallone wears one of the most cosmic, amazing sweaters of all time in this movie. Oh, of course. Yeah, the style is and insane. I lo- honestly, the music is amazing. The costumes are fantastic. Okay. It's. It, I think this movie came at that perfect time where we were really... At the, like at the end of one era of fashion and style wise, and the beginning of another, it was like right. And obviously, because you know, there's another moment of fashion in this film that is one of those kind of, you know, they try to. Stallone maybe was like doing something on his own. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get on film. I'm gonna push this trend. And I'm gonna see people doing this, 
and it just died. And what he has on his jacket, he remember he tucks his hat in his shoulder oh, loop. That's right. And he's got this hat, like he takes his hat off, tucks it in this this loop on his coat. Yep. And so this, his hat's just kind of like a, like a like a hamburger bun on his shoulder. Yeah. And he then he gives his coat to Lindsay Wagner, who then is wearing the shoulder hat. Doesn't it fall off? It, it's I think at some point it falls off. But it's it's a character in its own right, in a way. The shoulder hat. Man, that's you zoomed on in. I did. I zoomed yeah. in. But that's a trend that I don't. Do you see that? Do you see shoulder hats very much? Not often. Maybe like a, that's I've something seen, I've seen shoulder shoes before. That might be like a military thing, like a like a okay. green like a beret. You would put that. Maybe that's what they were doing because because he's supposed to be ex-military. Maybe that's something they do in the military. I should have zoomed in. I should have zoomed in before this to have think, that knowledge. Let's 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 uh, cut this out. So he was doing that. But it was because, a ten-gallon cowboy hat. <laughs> it's a Rip Van Winkle cap. <laughs> no, but the thing the thing is the movie that must be it. Yeah, uh, you know what I love. I mean, first of all, the movie's not a bad looking movie. It's actually shot kind of interestingly. There's a few really nice little moments, but I I love the authenticity of that. It's 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 the music is so over the top in, of its era. But it's not even that. But it's the it's not distracting. Oh, it's funky as nut, man. Yeah. I love it. It's yeah. great. But it's just so it's so it's so much a, a part of its time. And the and the clothing. So it's funny because this is another movie that was kind of hardwired to my life. I remember loving it when it was somewhat new, uh-huh. and then watching it and being repulsed by the fashion and the music of like how jarring it was. Right. And then it's like an old comfortable sweater. You kind of get it back on. There's some and, movies that can overcome. Like there's some movies that can't. Serpico th- too. I mean, there's a Serpico thing. This there's a little yeah. Serpico thing going. There's on. like there's a couple movies that I love that that suffer a little bit with with fashion and music like uh, Fright Night is a movie that like you'll watch it's a great movie and then they have the club scene this has a club scene too a lot of movies that stop for a club scene back then that's rough like it, the kind of the edge of the, the 70s 80s yeah. um, uh, another one is uh, I think I think any era because clubs, Man- clubs are dumb Manhunter uh, Peter William Peterson's outfits in that are just like otherworldly yeah like, they're insane um, but that's an incredible film um. Uh, but anyway, the, so another another hallmark of this film, like a big a big, maybe the best part of this film is Stallone's delivery, Stallone's voice throughout. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's always a big character and his his voice well, is very early Stallone. on. I mean, early on in the film, like the the first I think the first sequence where he's confronting the thugs. Yeah, you know he he he's I think he hits somebody with a purse at one point. Right. And then they're trying to really kind of hone in on him. He's like, "Come on, badass! Come on, badass!" You know, he's he, that's his that's his the worst word he uses in the first hour and twenty minutes of this movie is is is, is ass. Yes, you get a couple of badass, and then later on you get a wise ass. I mean, it's it's almost as if Stallone was really trying to. He's like, "I gotta, I, I'm Rocky. Yeah, I don't want these people to be scared by this this person I'm becoming." But he makes up for it later. But his so. voice his voice is like it's so it's so. It's. I mean, it's like we know it so well now. Like yeah. it's like it's like you know, people make fun of it. It's 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 all over this movie. The thing is, he does. But then he, in he, Nighthawks, it's like that had. It's like the birth of Stallone, the Stallone voice in a way. Well, yeah, Rocky, he, obviously, but no. So he. The thing is, he's got a very different timber to all of his characters. Like you know, so people that lump, you know lump him in as a dumb, yeah. like the the version of Stallone they parody in Hot Shots. But he's right. not like that. You listen to him in, you know, uh, Daylight as opposed to. Uh, Copland or whatever he he does actually generate quite different performances. But this I know what you're talking about that kind of guttural. It's got that kind of slur. It's like a slur. Yeah, it's yeah. like 
it's almost like the Keanu Reeves problem. Like people think Keanu, and I don't know if you like Keanu. I think he's a pretty good actor him. sometimes, and he's a great person. I think he's got kind of a like he, his voice kind of betrays his him yeah. in a way. It's kind of a strange voice that so people think that he's a bad actor, and sometimes he is. But Stallone the same way. His voice kind of misleads you a little bit, but he, it's also perfect. It's like so much fun to listen to. One of the great like movie voices. Yeah, and 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 one of the first little moments of levity in the film early on is when he, he, he beats the hell out of one of the thugs and he's reading him his Miranda rights as he drags him across the street. You have to remind the red side of his bucket. <laughs> you know, anything you say, I call law. Billy D. Williams up in there. You know, and of course, I love this tandem of him and, and Billy D. Williams mm-hmm. because obviously this was right after Empire. Um, this was, I mean, obviously... This is before... Oh yeah, Empire was eighty. That's right. Empire and, was. And 80. I mean, Billy De Williams was a sex symbol from like Lady Sings the Blues, I believe, or whatever. Whatever he was. Yeah. He was like a suave dude, and then he did Lando, and then this was kind of a, him. Him also getting gritty. It was almost like two guys that were sort of megastars were shedding the veneer of of of, of Hollywood and really kind of getting deep. And it doesn't trying to get dirt, doesn't like, always work, but it's it's kind of fun. Billy De Williams does ninety percent of his acting with his with his clothes. Yes, like his hat. Yeah, you know he's. Although well, he's kind of the voice of reason sometimes, and he's also like the cut up, like Stallone. Oh, he, he is the cut up at one point. So if if so, Stallone will be like maybe the person that's like he's he's a good cop. He uh, wants his wife back. Um, he's he's hates authority. Uh, where Williams tries to keep Stallone in line, and at the same time, he's like more. He's having more fun on the job. Yeah, than there's Stallone. some of the best moments of the movies are the little antics that they have with one right. Another. Yeah. Well, they have. There's a scene. So what happens is Rutger comes to <laughs> Rutger Wolfgar Rutger comes to New York, and there's a uh, a British, I guess, intelligence agent that comes to the. He comes. Nigel. He yeah. comes to um uh to teach the decoy squad, maybe some other cops, how that you know to brief them on Rutger, yeah. and you know Stallone, of course, instantly doesn't like him. Um, but when they're listening to this guy's, what do you, you know, want from me, you limey asshole? <laughs> listening to this uh, guy's very uh, important, you know, facts about the case. You know, they don't know what Rucker looks like now. We have to talk about his his change of face. Uh-huh. Um, uh, talking about his movements and what what he might do, uh, Lando, you know, Billy D, <laughs> goes to shake Stallone's hand, and it's a. Uh, the old joy buzzer, joy buzzer joke never fails. <laughs> in the middle, in the middle of a of a, of a, of a ter- like a terrorist meeting. <laughs> yeah, they're having That's, a serious meeting about terrorism. And he joy buzzers Stallone. That is a uh, a serious breach. Uh, a protocol. I imagine that that's a you get some kind of reprimand. Honestly, from the I sergeant. think they wouldn't. There's no. They don't have any frame of reference on how to reprimand that <laughs> the happening in a situation like that. Literally has never happened in the does, history does of history. The, I can't remember, but does the does the British like the, does he cross his arms and give him the give him the old yeah. those guys? Yeah, I mean, and on the cutting room floor is that whoopee cushion scene. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be. I mean, if he bust that next, yeah. And there's another scene where like they're leaving the meeting and, and Stallone's got his hands in the Chinese finger cuffs and he's trying to get out. And then there, I remember the guy says, uh, and uh, and here here are the names of the families he's murdered and and, and murdered, and then. Uh, Lando goes in for like a nipple yeah, and twist. In, yeah, and you hear still. He's like, uh, you know, you could light your farts on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they aren't very they aren't taking. I don't know what that scene is supposed to say because they they are. You know, Stallone is concerned. Like it's not like he's 
It's not a joke to him. He wants to be on the streets. He doesn't want to be in a classroom. He doesn't want to be in a classroom. You're right. That's what it is. He knows why the cage bird sings. They can't. That's what it is. Is they cannot be in a classroom. They have to be in their natural environment. Yeah, they're yeah. they're night hawks. They're not. Death, they're not. Yes. Death shrimp. Exactly. exactly. Desk hawks. I think was you're looking for. <laughs> uh, so, but that's that's a that's kind of a charming scene, although very odd. And one of the things they do in this movie that I think is funny is they set up that. Um, that relationship between the 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 guy from England yeah. and Stallone, they hate each Antagonistic other. Antagonistic as hell. Hate each other. But, but. there's a so all of a sudden there, there's a moment where they're friendly for about a minute, and then then it's the last time they're friendly. Yeah, well then it's R.I.P. for that guy. But yeah. it's that's uh, a, the, the, one of the one of the themes of Nighthawk is don't Nighthawks. Yeah, is uh, don't get friendly because it's it's mm-hmm. death to you. Don't get used to anybody really. Yeah, yeah. they don't kill off enough people. But there aren't a lot of people in it, yeah. I guess. They do um, kill some unexpected. So have you, it's have a you, brutal film. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the early part of the film. So we kind of, as they're laying the groundwork for for uh, Deke Da Silva, uh, we do find out about Lindsay Wagner being his ex. Yeah. And there's that quintessential goes to her job, uh, to eavesdrop kind of scene. Right. And she has something to do with fashion. Yes. You don't get any Lindsay. If you're a Lindsay Wagner fan, this is not a movie for if you. If you're a Lindsay Wagner fan, you're probably deceased because that police woman was a long time ago. Well, she's going to, Bionic Woman. Uh, Angie Dickinson was police woman. So. She was, um, but Lindsay Wagner is going to be in the new uh, some that Death Standing game. Did you see that? I don't know what that means. Um, Probably th- she's not in the Tarantino. Who's the guy movie. that did Metal Gear? Do you know him? Hideo. Uh, yeah, Nakata. He yeah, he's a big. Lindsay no, wait, Wag- that's the guy. That no, no, but he's. I don't know who they. Kojima. Would, yeah, he's the big Lindsay Wagner fan. I follow him on. He direct. He's making a movie. He's making a video game oh. called Death Standing with uh, the guy from Walking Dead. Which one? Daryl. Oh. Right. Yeah, what's his name? Norman Reedus is right. Reedus, Reedus. Yeah. You see, the, he, he was able to really go deep with his his guests on his biking show. He's got this guy from The Walking Dead, and this guy from The Walking Dead, and this guy from The Walking Dead, and this guy from The. Did Walking you hear Dead. that Stolen and Reedus are friends? No. Calls him by his full name. Really? I just thought I'd try and give you a chance to say Norman Reedus like Stallone would. Oh, I'm not going to do it. I guess it's a request. I'm going to shoot a request. Um, so. Early on in the film, so we have that moment, and we get to see uh, Stallone, the sexual prowess of, of one Sylvester Stallone in this. Did you notice how he is, what his big uh, his big emotional kind of thing is when he's with a woman? Huh. He's got both hands on her face. He's just touching the shit out of Who, her Lindsay face. Who, Lindsay Wagner? Oh, yeah. It's the only woman he gets he, next I know, but he's like this. touching the shit out of her face. Oh, it's he's, really awkward. He's, they're show, they're, tele, they're telegraphing that they were once very close, but I know, but, but it's weird to watch. It's very uncomfortable and awkward. Stallone apparently was upset that they had cut out a big scene in a restaurant where he asks his wife to uh, get remarried, and she says no. And so he, I guess that was a big dream. I think one of the appeal for this movie for him was to show a, maybe a more romantic side. Does or he a, use the same line he did in Rocky? What does he say? You know, Adrian, I just want to maybe marry me or something. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. Get Cuff and Link to, you know, be the best man. He's a little Southern. Um, I got to tell you, though, whoever fucking came up with his design, his beard, his hair, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Why? It's so crisp. Yeah. I mean, that's a, still look, look a bearded Stallone guy. is an under an untapped commodity. Is I mean, there not a lot of bearded There's not Stallones? enough bearded Stallone. I mean, he's bearded... In moments, he's got little bearded is, moments. Is he bearded in ICU? <laughs> I'd have to remember that movie. <laughs> what's it also called? Uh, Detox. Yeah, yeah. What, what's the? What was the? Who won? What title won? I think ICU. No, I think Detox won. That's a big one. Was it? Was it? Was he bearded? In I think de- he's bearded. Is he bearded in Demolition Man? No, no. 
I don't think he's ever really bearded. Is this the only beard? No, he was bearded. I remember him Rambo. He had a beard. Cliffhanger. He had a he had a beard at one point. If I remember, he had a little the little beanie cap on. Hmm. Gabe Walker. Was he? Is this after his tragedy? Or is it daylight? I remember with a beanie cap and a beard. What? Let me Google. What bearded? What's the best bearded Stallone performance? Just go to uh, StalloneBeardedMoments.com. <laughs> but yeah. God, he looks so good. Mm. How old was he in this? You think? Uh, he's probably in his late twenties. Eighteen. <laughs> Don't be a wise ass. Um, <laughs> you know he's got. A, there's a cameo from one of the great Rocky actors in this movie. Got Joe Spinell shows up. Yeah. In fact, it's Star of Maniac. It's their last time together, apparently. He passed we're, away. We're, well, Died young. Did he? Yeah. Died young. I used to bring it up. Burt Young. It's, it's sad. It's very sad. But yeah. Joe Smell, good looking guy. He looks like Powers Booth uh, fucking got run over by a steamroller. Okay. <laughs> um, Rest in peace, sir. Yeah, so, okay, so, yeah, so we were alluding that Mr. Rutger Hauer's character of Wolfgar is pretty much the thrust of the film. Uh, we get to see him become the Rucker Hauer 1.0 shortly into the movie because he has to go have some emergency plastic surgery done. Right, and they do the the great thing they do in movies um, with plastic surgery. They get somebody. They the the criminal goes. They find an underground ground plastic surgeon. They're everywhere, and they you know they you know angrily tell them what they want. You have to change my face to this. The guy does like an incredible job because he makes Rutger not only look like a, the Rutger we know from Blade, Blade Runner, um, also no bandages required, no healing time. <laughs> and then what is his price? What's the what? How, how, what's his payment? The plastic uh, he surgery. gets murdered. He gets murdered. <laughs> That's usually kind of part and parcel with that, though. That's what. As happens. a matter of fact, I would never open up an underground plastic surgery it's, business. It seems because you have to die at the end of every operation. Bad. Exactly. That should do. They always kill you. You could. That could be a good a movie where you'd be a person like a. They can come back from the dead. Or yeah, oh, dig this! Like, or the guy, the plastic surgeon, mm-hmm. is in like an underground bunker, right? And he's got all these fucking like VR robotics, and mm-hmm. and so he's in one location Shea doing Wiggum. work. Shea Wiggum, yeah. And yeah. then in another location, there's these little machines that he's operating from afar that are doing the surgery. So he so he's protected from the murderers. But they still manage to kill him somehow. somehow. Yeah, or he dies, yeah. or he forgets to have oxygen. Exactly, <laughs> he traps himself in yeah. the room. He yeah. take he over over precaution. Yeah. So the so the villain's got like one bad cheek because the guy ran out of air. But I mean that's a that's a that happens in Batman the movie Batman. Uh, the not, Nicholson not kills. Not familiar with it. <laughs> does it. Does it happen in Face Off? It happens in Face Off, but does it happen in Nip Tuck? Maybe should. Uh, but you know, Face Off is a little different. But it does happen to those people that were that knew about the plastic yeah. surgery. They get it's burned a alive. I believe. Business, man. Um, Happens in Annie. <laughs> what price vanity? I mean, I think it was Shakespeare that said that. Prince. Oh. <laughs> Her agent. Um, but yeah, so when, when and then, so Rucker comes to town, and we get to see him enjoy the nightlife a little bit, yeah. kind of get his get his feet up under him. He starts dating someone. Dates a little bit, a little flight attendant action. Mm-hmm. Gets into her place really quick. Yeah. This does not paint a realistic uh, look at the dating scene. Maybe it was like that in the late 70s. I don't know. I think so. I mean, Rutgers can prob- he yeah. can he can charm uh, his way into a woman's life or a man's life. You know. 
I think. And then we get to see probably early on the first sign that maybe Wolfgar's not as brilliant as one would think. Okay. Because you see, remember where he hides his terrorist equipment? Oh, in a, in a big box? In a big box in her closet. And doesn't lock it. Doesn't do shit. Yeah. I think he lock She's it. She's like, <gasps> you She finds gr- it, yeah. He's got, he's got grenades for days. He gets to say his uh, catchphrase to her. What's he that? has a catchphrase in this. I don't remember what it is. He says something. Uh, it's called, It's like, um, and now it's on to the next life. Oh, that's right. Right. He says that to a couple people. He says that to his his uh, partner that kind of betrays him yeah. before he shoots him. He says it to her. And then he says it uh, in Pac-Man when he's playing Pac-Man in that he arcade. He does say that. Yeah. Did, was I guess Pac-Man was was it around? Today? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That'd be great. Let's see Stallone playing some tabletop Pac-Man. That's in the deleted scenes. Oh, is it? Yep. It's one of the things the studio cut out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm checking my notes for Nighthawks. One word, by the way. You know, we forgot to mention one of the thing that, things that threw us, uh, the oyster vendor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's a Frenchy scene. That's Is that in Europe? That's in Paris, that scene. I guess, yeah. And, so uh, apparently in Paris you could just... Eat oysters off the street. So where New York would have maybe a hot dog vendor, there's an oyster vendor where you just go up and and buy like a one oyster, yeah, and just eat it and just throw this throw the shell on the ground, yeah, and not pay for it if I remember correctly. Isn't there like a cop who's kind of like waiting, or is it a bad villain? Somebody's like out there out on the street waiting for something, and then they have to get they get distracted and they have to throw the oyster on the ground and leave. Oh, hurriedly r- rush away. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's not the best scene. Uh, involving a street street though in that movie no are you sure yes i'm sure do you remember when wolfgar's crossing the street what's happening two guys faking a fight oh yeah that's fun that's the best scene that might be the that should have been the poster so he's crossing the street and they're fake fighting playing a little grab ass yeah playing a little like like fake boxing and it's they do it for too long well they do and it looks like it i was like was this supposed to be a real fight but it's they're playful it's fun and it's, it's, it's very reminiscent of a movie that came out a few years later that has a better, like, jab f- boxing during a time you're not supposed to be boxing sequence. Midnight Run. Oh, guy, yeah, yeah. Dennis Freeman's on the phone, and the two guys are... Yeah, yeah. The bad guys. Grab ass they're, ta- they're talking, and the, one guy's very serious on the phone, the other guy's trying to pretend... Oh, so good. Yeah, that's a great film. I think that's a secret. I think that's something that we've lost as a, a civilization. We've become too jaded to appreciate little boxing grab ass in the margins of the films. Or oysters on the street. Street oysters are fucking gold. But the is that a thing that that's that's something that certainly never crossed over to here, and that's something that maybe could. Oyster streets. Oysters on the street. Yeah, street vendor. It's uh, a Dolly street Parton vendor. song with Kenny Rogers. Oysters on the street. That is what we are. Um, Looks like boogies. What the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, remember during the briefing uh, yeah. when they were when they when, when Stallone's not learning. They keep they keep talking that like so. There's this shot of Wolfgar uh-huh. on the screen almost every second. But it's the old Wolfgar picture, right? Pre plastic surgery. So they'll cut to Stallone and, and Billy D, and there'll be the the slide changing, right? And you hear the sound, and the, and the light will change, and they'll be. And this is like the bombing, and they'll cut back, and it's still it's always Rutgers face. So for some reason, Rutgers face was the only. You know the only over the only coverage shot they did of it's, that sequence. It's like they had like a PowerPoint, but they just put his face. They in just every, yeah. So this every is slide. this is a terminal uh, at yeah. at you know in Manchester. It looks distinctively like Rucker Hauer. You know this is the, the this is where the Queen lives, and it looks reminiscent of Rucker Hauer. And, and in those scenes is kind of where I think um, the kind of the Stallone's backstory comes out a little bit because 
the uh, the the special agent, the British special agent, the guy that's in charge, yeah. basically says they have to kill Rutger. They have to kill him. If they find him, he has to die because he that's the only way he can be stopped. Correct. Stallone is very against killing him. You know, he doesn't does not want to. He's like that's not something the decoy unit does. We don't kill people. The Glory Boys don't do that. <laughs> They're called Glory Boys at one point. I think the guy calls them that because yeah. he was like fucking Glory Boys. But he he because there's he, a hole in their office. They don't do that. They bring him in alive, right? Mm-hmm. They they dress up in costumes. Yeah. They say they call them badasses. Mm-hmm. Come on, badasses, and then they they don't kill them. Then so still, maybe I'll kill you with kindness, but. The, <laughs> the reason that Stallone won't kill anymore is because, like Unforgiven, he has a, a past in the army, a past in, in the war where he's killed 52 people and yeah. not one more. It's like it's actually connected to El Royale. Yeah, a little killed bit. 123. Right, yeah. and so including Kennedy, um, he won't do it anymore. He won't do it till the end of the movie where he certainly does it. But you, you know what's funny is there's a moment in the nightclub when they uh, finally locate Wolfgar. Yeah, where he causes death. So that's a probably. Maybe the best scene in the film, do you think, or no? That's a great scene. Except I, there's a couple very there's, there's a couple standout scenes. The, the club scene when they finally find Wolfgar. That's a good scene. The lead up, especially. And then um, there's a scene. There's a chase after that, mm-hmm. right? And then there's, long chase. No, that's a later scene, but yeah. And then there's the um, there's the 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 the, the, the monorail, whatever that thing yeah, is for Roosevelt Island. Yeah, what the is trolley it? Or the trolley, yeah, it, sky. That's what I remember. Out of all the things that we watched, that's the one I remembered. That um, that the trolley, yeah. the scene, the, the him holding people hostage in the in that uh, Wolfgar. But anyway, in the club scene, Stallone has his drawing of Rutger. Remember, he's yeah, like, he's, he's, he's constantly look, tweaking it. He's scanning the crowd, you know, looking at the drawing, looking at the crowd. Um, the drawing looks exactly like Rutger Hauer, and I th- I think. It says Rutger Hauer on it. It says Rutger Hauer uh, has like his autograph, and then they keep in the crowd. They sh- they do that thing what, that I love where they show, uh, you know, like uh, guys that look sort of like exactly. Look, they look like Rutger Hauer, but yep. aren't. Yeah, what's typical in nightclubs? And so back in telling the day. you that the Sloan's so good that he already knows the the third or fourth time he's going to see the actual Wolfgar. Well, but, I think that's when you realize that Deke De Silva may be a cut above. He yeah. may have something. Yes. You know, the shoulder hats when I realized You know what they, it, they say? They say there's one thing you can't change. It's yeah. that sparkle behind their eyes. And I think he noticed that was still inherent in the new version of Wolfgar. He saw something back there. The plastic surgeon didn't have those he kind zoomed of skills. In. He zoomed in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a plastic surgeon in Minority Report that replaced Tom Cruise's eyes. He did not get killed. Am I wrong? But if I remember right, he wasn't great at his job. That was a fucked up scene. He was not bad at his job. That's a weird. That's a weird thing to do with Tom Cruise in a movie. Change his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that leads up to the infamous bathtub scene, right? It is, yeah, yeah. yeah with the little spiders and stuff. Yeah. The little, yeah, that's a good scene. It's fine. Um, yeah, so he notices him in the nightclub, mm-hmm. and instead of doing what a policeman would do, it'd be to kind of sneak up. He kind of is very obviously staring at this villain the whole time, like intently. Well, Rutgers dancing with the he's with the, he's mim- he's mo- he's mingling. He's not dancing, but he is. He is he's dancing, half assing it. And uh, they start to he starts to realize he's being watched by Deke New Silver. York's finest, yeah, uh, uh, Lando and Stallone. He's and like, is that a Nighthawk over there? And they look they 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 lock stare they lock eyes like they both lock eyes forever. Right. 
back and forth, back and forth, Not back forever. and forth. Probably about a quarter of a minute. Well, it's 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 very back and forth. And then does Stallone? He say shouts something? his fucking name. Wolfgar. Wolfgar. Yeah. You know, and so instead of you being a policeman, yeah. so what happens? Yeah. He draws his weapon. Or he, he screams his name and then Wolfgar shoots a person. Yeah, shoots someone in the back. In the back, kills yeah. somebody. So and I think in the in, in which tells me that the British cop might have had he might have been onto something. Yeah, he might have been onto something. And apparently in that scene they cut out, but they, he shoots a lot more people. It's not just the one. So, oh really? Yeah, uh, and Stallone. And and every time he shoots somebody, Stallone goes Wolfgar, not again. <laughs> Wolfgar, no. <laughs> Shot him! I won't fire. I guess you don't want to kill him. Right. I'm trying to take you alive. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's, like, trying to hand Wolfgar the handcuffs, and he just won't take them. <laughs> uh, they, they start to chase. That's when the chase starts. Yeah. That's Not when... that chase. Not the sh- chase where somebody gets cut. No? That's later. That's Is a it? second encounter. Are you sure? Pretty positive. I don't know. It seems like you're not Because that's, like, a... I think, it, I think it is. I think it's one long Maybe scene. Maybe it is. Maybe. And it's I a really like, long chase. And Lando gets... Um, I think it runs all the way into first blood. Billy D. Williams gets um he 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 falls for it. They split up. Billy D. Round, rounds the corner because they're gaining on Wolfgar. I mean, they jump on subways. They do all this stuff, and he gets he gets sliced in the face. He doesn't get killed though. I think he gets away on the train, doesn't he? Well, it doesn't matter how he gets away because when, as soon as he cuts uh, Billy D. Williams, it's Stallone cannot pursue anymore. He has to take care of his friend. Uh, yeah, and that's actually it's funny because I remember that scene. In in my memory, that scene was much more of a of a of a loss. Like I thought he cuts his neck. Yeah, and he's I thought we almost lose Billy. Uh huh. But he cuts his chin. I had remembered it wrong because I thought he had decapitated him. Then carried the head around for the rest of the movie and made it talk to Stallone. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a better movie. <laughs> better than do against that Desta. But, but no, so they cut his face. He doesn't even. He, he cuts and his then face of course, and he's destroyed by it. Oh, he hates it. Well, because he's because it hurts. That's for sure. But he's also like, he's you know Billy Dean Williams is a pretty man. He's very pretty, um, and. That that's a superpower in a way. His 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 looks, right? He's 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 a part of the decoy squad, and in a, in a way, probably maybe a nine to Stallone's eight. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as he gets, gets cut, Stallone just jumps back up to the, the hottest man in the decoy squad. Yeah, and that kills. Hotly contested. Well, that kills Billy D. I mean, he kills him more uh, than the Matthew knife. Fox. I'm sorry, I, I I will call his name by his name, Matthew Fox. Yeah. Um, and he is in the hospital. Remember, he's like, that's like an outpatient shot. That's like an outpatient thing. They cut your face, get some stitches and go. But he's in the, it seems like he's in the hospital for like a week. Oh, I mean, it's. Then he comes out and he's like, he's like got a huge bandage on his face. It's an uncomfortable looking And then bandage. Stallone puts his shoulder hat on the bandage at one point, you know, and he's, <laughs> let's try this look. <laughs> is this going to work? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then Billy D turns from, it's the, mo- the moment he gets cut. Uh, he's kind of out. They're no longer partners in a way. They're no longer uh, shoulder to shoulder. He's more in the background, calling the shots. You know, and well, Stallone's yeah. on the front lines. Yeah. Well, I mean, he yeah, he took a big face cut. In a movie like this, though, you have to get rid of the sidekick of the sidekick because that's Stallone's. That's his work wife. That's his partner, right? His mm-hmm. that's his really his true relationship. You got to kill. Or get rid of that person because the true the true marriage is between the bad guy and the good guy. The love story is between Wolfgar and Stallone, right? And then how's it end? 
with Stallone in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying that it's, but it is true. That's that's the true that's that's the true uh, love story or whatever you want to call it. You know, you have to get rid of the. Well, and, side and, piece. I, and actually, I do like the way that, I mean, regardless of the off-screen dog mm-hmm. shit that went on. They are pretty great together. They're not in it a lot together, though. Stallone and Rucker? They're not. Yeah. No, but they're, that's a good matchup. I mean, they're, they, they, when they're together, it's actually kind of good. And obviously, there's that whole the confrontation on the... Uh, there's, 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 there's a couple of times when they speak to each other. But the one on, on the, when they're in the railway together is pretty special. And, 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 and he hands him a child. He says, you could drop the baby, but don't drop the note or whatever. Yeah, because he gives him a note, too, yeah. for the... You yeah. could drop the baby, but don't drop this. Well, he, so he allows... He allows Stallone to come up to rescue a baby at one point. He has all these people hostage. And, you know, to the point where Stallone has to basically do this, get um, get um, pulled up into this trolley at, at gunpoint, right? He's going it, to... It, it's a dumb thing he does. But he, he could get killed. Like, they could just kill him. Yeah. And Rucker's just... He's playing chess. You know, he's not killing Stallone at this point. He's playing bad. Is he playing chess? He's playing shoots and ladders. He's playing, like, of. NFL Game Day 97, But I he's... Think. He doesn't kill Stallone, but it's like very clear that he could, and um, Stallone is knows it. But he's that's how brave he is, you know. Is that what it is? Um, he's dumb, huh? He's dumb. It's it's dumb, but then he gets handled like a baby, and he gets lowered back down. And but we and do get to the see baby. that Stallone did actually get on and off a helicopter. He did his own helicopter riding. Yeah, he didn't he didn't get a stunt double to do that shit. No, he said he did all his own stunts in this. I Killed think. it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He like. He, he did all of his own fashion too. Lindsay Wagner as well. Yeah. 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 No. But you know, I I think there's a great movie somewhere, in and and it's still a good movie. I think it's a, I think it's a really fun kind of movie. I, but want, I think there's a great movie that could have come out of this. Yeah. You know, we. You know, you watch a movie like this, and there's a lot of there's a lot of cliches that we know today for a movie like this. Like it's a very familiar movie. Uh, because we've seen a lot of this movie, you know, the terrorist angle, the cops, and the the the, the funny. The but the balance is in a much better but, place with this. But movie. you wonder, is this a movie that started a lot of that stuff? Like, is this a movie that's influential? Like, oh. you know, what I'm saying, like, is this a movie that that you know you see, you know, um, you know, the ideas of it pop up in other films, you know? And, I I wish. I, I'm, I'm optimistic that it has had that legacy, but, but it, you know, know but you know, I'm saying it, it seems like when you watch it, it seems very familiar. But I wonder if it didn't back then. Maybe that was like that was part of the draw. Although that was sort of a golden era for that kind of movie. This is a gritty cop drama. And then ever since, you had like Hill Street. But you got all. I these mean, but you had Sidney Lumet working back then, and Sidney Lumet was kind of the. I think Nighthawks is Lumet light in a lot of respects. I mean, that, like mm-hmm. a, a, he, pre, he preceded that. Is that a beer? He's <laughs> yummy. Um. I don't. I just like. I don't know. I yeah. You know, I should have zoomed in. No, I think you zoomed. I think you zoomed I in. I should have zoomed in. <laughs> I didn't zoom in enough. It, uh, so, what's your take on the movie? Did you enjoy it? Did you I, hate? I it? I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It's 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 worth watching. Um, I think anything really from that era with Rucker Howard is worth watching. I I really. Well, I mean, Wanted Dead or Alive is one of the under, unsung great movies. Yeah, it's another one I haven't seen. It's great. Yeah. I, I think Wanted Wanted Dead or Alive was a movie that I watched more than I. I can he's remember. one of those people that you. That you cast in a movie um, as a good guy or a bad guy, he is just gonna be the focus no matter what. In in, in a certain period of time, and and you know, in Blade Runner, I, in my I've come to understand in that movie that as I've watched it over the years, 
that he is the true protagonist of that film. And in this movie, he's not the protagonist, but it seems like he is. He actually, he might be the hero of that movie in a, in a way. In Blade Runner? Yeah. Uh, he is. And in, in, you know, in, in, in this movie, he's not. He's very evil and he's very bad. But he feels like the hero of the movie sometimes just because of the his, like, light source as a, as a, as a movie star. Um, and he was just fresh off the boat. He wasn't it. Yeah, he hadn't been in it a lot. He's. They said he turned down a movie called Sphinx to be in this. Have you? Do you remember that film? No, I heard it's. I heard it's Sphinx. <laughs> Sphinx. That's the next one. Well, Mike. I mean, he was big overseas, but yeah, this. I think that was one of his coming out parties. And that's just a great name too. His whole name is great. Rutger Hauer is just such a great name. Um, and his middle name's Turtle Dove, which is just even. It's fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, he should have gone by that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so yeah. I mentioned Wanted Dead or Alive. He he kind of was ahead of the curve a little bit, starting a big reboot of a famous TV show, Rucker Hauer. That's who they chose. What was that? Wanted Dead or Alive, the old TV show. Okay. He was the star of it. It was a, it was a reboot of it, which was just fucking crazy. It's a good movie. I don't, I've never saw it. It's a violent film, right? It's an action. I mean, it's it's very similar to this. Yeah. Because Gene Simmons basically plays Wolfgar in it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, and Persis Kambata. One of the, I think it's one of, the, one of the only few movies I've ever seen. Her well, in. she was in the original Star, Star Trek, Trek yeah. which which is such such a strange film. I remember watching that because it was like you know Star Trek when it came out, um, you know Star Wars was such a huge hit, you know. And I you know I was when it came out I was very young, like five or six, something like that. And I remember when Star Trek came out, which was maybe seventy nine or eighty. Eighty, I think. Um, I remember it's. That had just as much hype in a way as Star Wars. Like people were like th- going to be, they're so excited to go see it. Mm-hmm. And I went with my dad. I remember, and it's such a weird film. In fact, it's rated G, right? But she's that. like almost naked in the whole. Is it her? That's she's she has, bald. She's got that di- like the jewel in the middle of her head. And I think so. It's such a weird. Well, she film. was a supermodel before. Yeah, she which was, is very pretty. But before she was dead, she died young, right? She died, she, she died shortly after this, I think. I think did she, died she really? Eighties, yeah. Did she? She she died. I don't think she died shortly after this. Well, either I way, I mean, Who when knows? she died, it's kind of irrelevant. She's, she's but gone. she was very memorable from Star Trek the movie. It's just it's just such an odd film. Um, I wonder how that movie it plays today. I watched it very recently, and I kind of dig it. It's certainly very uh, very. She died in ninety eight, so I'm full of shit. Um, yeah, she was fifty. She was young, I think. But uh, maybe close to fifty. I think Star Trek the motion picture is flawed as hell, but. But weren't you thrilled? Once I, again, I wasn't even this huge Star Trek fan. I was excited to see that. Right, theater. and you know what's funny is because I think one of the problems was is it it, to, it owed more allegiance to like two thousand and one. Yes. Than it did its own series in summer. I mean, it took its sweet time. Mm-hmm. It tried to be epic in a in a more old fashioned way. It doesn't o- always work. And then of course the world had just experienced Star Wars and Alien and and right. So it's just it was just kind it of changed the yeah. And. And at that, I think at the time, none of those guys were really kind of established. As, they don't. They didn't have the legacies that they have now. Jimmy Doing, yeah, exactly. Koenig, I mean the big ones. You know, Maypother, but um, yeah, I'm glad we're talking about Star Trek. Um, no, <laughs> Stallone, I, does Stallone ever do? I mean, besides Demolition Man, has still, and I guess Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. Stallone, You're answering your own question. But that's those are the only. That that's a genre. Guardian to the Galaxy. He was, yeah, but he doesn't dabble in sci-fi. Sci-fi, a little bit here and there. Horror, horrible. 
But I mean, that's that's a that's a movie that's an untapped. Well, I mean, Stallone I, honestly, film. I I was excited to think of the possibility of them doing that spinoff movie with his characters from Guardians. There, there was that talk that like these guys might warrant their own kind of yeah, James, side story. I'm sure James Gunn was talking that up. That'd actually be good if they did that on that Disney streaming network where they did that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, I don't know if Stallone would do it. I, I bet he would. You think? I bet he would. I mean, he's, he's hanging up Rocky. He's hanging up Rambo. Hurry's going to hang up fucking, you know, he's going to hang up Lincoln Hawk. <gasps> yeah. Wait a minute. So they did he shoot a new Rambo film? He He's did, working, right? Yeah, he just finished. It's uh, it's not the one that I wanted. They were going to do the Rambo versus an alien, and then that's what I'm talking. That. That's yeah. It's kind of remember hearing that too. They didn't. They didn't. I don't do remember that. what the villain is in this. They said that they were. He's going to take it back to First Blood a little bit on this. Yeah, I think right? it's like some sort of a cult or some shit like that. Is it called like? Is it going to be called Second Blood or some craziness? No, I think it's called like Rambo Five or something. Who? What alien was he going to battle? It was. It was based on a book called Hunter, which I actually read. And? I don't remember Dick about it, but yeah. So it's 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 a him. It's like a Predator movie, I guess. You know, except yeah. with Rambo, which is just super. Yeah. I think I think what probably happens is the 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 the, the, the script was bad because the script. Has the alien landing in in Burma during Rambo Four and seeing him getting scared to shitless, pisses its pants and commits suicide. <laughs> it's kind of it's a kind of anticlimactic for Still an audience. Up. Like this alien shows up and is so scared of this fucking maniac that he pisses himself and dies. Stallone Lurking is not to water. Stallone is, <laughs> Stallone is not bad in Nighthawks. He's he's pretty fun to watch, but uh, that's that's a guy that has really been a solid actor for a long time and he was very good in Creed 2 like he was very good in he's that good movie. in he's good in most everything that's of above water as far as like this like, like this B movies that he's doing direct to video maybe not as much but he's good in a lot of stuff yeah he's he's always kind of like he's always just so fun to watch on screen and this and this is a little more muted He's not a. He's not yet the Stallone that we know. He's got the co- the co- cockiness from Rocky. The, the seeds hit, are getting but, planted, though. Yes. Yeah. And actually, you know, like, for example, like Bullet to the Head is a movie I actually really, really like. Right. That Man, I don't never, see. I don't I never, see why people don't like it. Never saw it, but it's directed by Walter Hill. Yeah. And it's got Momoa as the bad guy, and he's awesome. Yeah. It's got Christian Slater dies in the trailer. Right. And then you got cute, really pretty girl. I forgot who plays his daughter. And there's somebody else in it. There's a couple other folks in it that are familiar, but it's a it's a good little movie. And right. Stallone gives it his all. He gives it his all in, in you know some of those movies that are kind of beneath him. Yeah. Uh, but I was but it watching. Became a, a, it became a joke a little bit. For no, a while. you know what it is? Is it's just like Rambo was so, a long time ago. But yeah, but Rambo was just that thing. And then of course he fell into that rut where he was competing with Schwarzenegger. So he would right. do raw. You know, Schwarzenegger would do raw deal. Stallone would do you know specialists or assassins or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. whatever it may be and. Those films are sort of charming now as these time capsules. Right. But he's a good actor. He's obviously a good writer. If you see him in interviews or on a com, I was listening to the commentary on First Blood. So sophisticated, you know his his use of language is so good. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's good pro- writer. Very funny, self-effacing. He just yeah. you know, and still, and Schwarzenegger's the same way. Yeah. Like those guys have kind of, they've made a lot of money dumbing it down, which. Is probably this is the right time and place for that. Well, Stallone writes a lot of his scripts, right? I mean, yeah. so I mean, he's a writer. So I love I love his performance here. I, although it, in my memory, he was a much tougher guy yeah. than the guy who's afraid to shoot people, uh, non-committal in his work, and uh, has no uh, ability to do homework. <laughs> Doesn't like a joy buzzer gag. The, dresses as a chick. I mean, that's the, how he wins. So then, yeah. So at the end of the movie is very like similar. Rutger thinks. 
Rucker's been kind of defeated by Sloan. He, he's he's he gets hurt. He his plans go awry. Uh, his partner gets killed, shot. The par- per, you know she she, she gets doesn't sniped. make it. Yeah, and so he's on the run. Like his plan goes just completely awry, and he goes, "I'm gonna go and kill the person that you didn't even know is in the movie, Lindsay Wagner." <laughs> And gets I'm gonna get I'm, you know I'm gonna give up my world domination plans my world and I'm just gonna take it to you know punch the heart out of Stallone yeah. punch the heart out Which of Deke what, like rule number one don't make it personal and, and exactly if you're I mean obviously and rule it. number two is don't trip and or faint near the blob you know what I'm saying <laughs> and the rule number three is never let never let the terrorists know where to find information about your woman in right. this case the cutting room floor and if you especially if you don't have uh, like a, a snazzy dress. He <laughs> is he wearing one of her dresses at the end? I think he's wearing a bathrobe. So uh, he lets. Uh, so basically, Rutger goes to Lindsay uh, Lindsay Wagner's apartment in the city to kill her. Yeah, and she's home because she's. You can see her in the kitchen. She's well, and, cooking, and, it's, and you hear him talking to himself. He's like, she's got broad shoulders. She's got an Adam's apple. That's weird. I'm still going to kill her, but I kind of feel bad now. So he Stallone, how do you leave her? Lets her, lets her in. Uh, he breaks in, lets her come in. Let's uh, lets uh, Rutger get right behind him, and then he turns around with a gun, right? And, he, yeah. and he's he's got the wig on. He's got the T-shirt that said "I'm says Lindsay Beyond, Wagner." Yeah, Bionic Beyond, Woman. Um, but he 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 gets the drop on Rutger. There, nothing happens. There's no real fight. He no, just gets the drop. They get. They don't even touch each other. And both of those scenes are basically there to trick the audience. That's what this movie is trying to punk the audience a little bit. The first and last scenes. Yeah, and and to find the same is, with the same gag. And the thing is, almost every. What if every his solution for every obstacle in his life was to dress as a woman? He's at the SAT. You, you know. What if it was that, that Rutger also was dressed? As a like, you know, sneaking into oh, the apartment. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah. Turns out it's 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 yeah. it's Lindsay Wagner dresses Rucker Hauer. <laughs> I told Stallone you we're kills. through. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Rucker Hauer's does one of those things where he he puts Lindsay Wagner. That would have been a perfect ending. He 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 had kidnapped her. Duct tape her mouth. Put uh, like a like a mask of himself over her face. His little suit on, uh-huh. pushed her through the door. Stallone, dressed as Lizzie Wagner, haha, so, Rutger, shoots, kills Lizzie Wagner. You know that could have been a little kill listy, but yeah, that could have been like um, like such a mind that would oh. have blown minds yeah. for decades. Sh- Shyamalan would have like, oh yeah, he would have dripped a little bit of secret sauce as a young man. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, yeah, like the idea of like a. A nesting doll with the different Rutgers and Lindsay right. Wagner is like, what if he's got Sloan's like, I see through your plan, pulls off the fucking mask. It's Lindsay. He's like, uh huh. Trust your face doesn't feel right. I'm used to touching his face. Rips it off, and it is Rutger. <laughs> it's an old switch. It's an old switcheroo. The old switch switcheroo. But and the- then Rutger rips off his bathrobe. Turns out he's got real chick tits. What? <laughs> Sloan has had breasts all along. Um. So- Okay, that's what that's that's what the movie's title well, actually is about. <laughs> so, what I don't, <laughs> what I don't understand is they never at, at ever show Stallone's makeup kit at any time in the movie. His wig kit, he doesn't have like a briefcase where he pops it open and he's got all his supplies, like his like a pearl necklace yeah. or like a. Wait a minute, 
Well, you know, like yeah. earrings, like he, lipstick, like mm. he. They should they should have had that like where he his kid like like running over to apartment her apartment real quick and then yeah you know. all these sex toys are part of my disguise. <laughs> uh, but that's a cute. That's a kind of a cute. How, how do you feel about that in this day and age with the the, the 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 drag stuff? Oh, I mean, I. I'm just saying that it it doesn't play like it's no making it's, fun of anything. Not at it's, all. Not at all. It, it, I don't think the movie is necessarily smart enough to be a sat- satirical about that. No. You know? And Bruce Malmuth, the director, he, he's not the only director. I realized today there's two directors on this. Oh my god, Kim director. Kim director is not it. I I just saw that because I microscoped it. You zoomed in. I zoomed in. Gary Nelson. Oh, good I'll, old Gary Nelson. Yeah, he's uncredited. So you think Bruce got fired off of this and then maybe nelson got fired off that's why they made that movie about him half nelson the movie was half nelson <laughs> he's directed a lot more than uh the other guy uh malmouth uh, they brought him in that's what happened this movie must have been so troubled all the behind the scenes stuff and then they brought in a different director uh, you know then- what whatever it is it works we watched it all these years later, you bought it. I've always owned it. I own it all the time. Yeah, I've owned Nighthawks in every medium it's been available. We, we should watch the UMD Media version when we get done with this. He directed the Black Hole, another movie that aged way better in my memory than in real life. Uh, he directed a lot of TV stuff. I pitched a remake of The Blob. Yeah, he, he directed Alan Quarterman in The Lost City of Gold. This guy is legit. Oh, brown wall. That's right. It's brown wall time, baby face. Well, you pitched what? I pitched I w- when I was when I had was successful. I I was at Disney and they were taking pitches from me because I had so much momentum after that Meg deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pitched a black hole remake. It was my dream project. Yeah. I forgot to rewatch the black hole because <laughs> it's shit. You know what? The the best parts of the black hole are the are the still images in that black hole I storybook. I, used I had to the same book. Protect myself from a tornado. I I love that book. It's a great book. That's that's, that's just a that's sickness, a creepy man. movie. It's a strange movie. Yeah, it's just so poorly. It's so. 80s. But I love. I, we talked about this before. But I love the robots in the movie. I love Maximilian. I love that robot. It's, yeah. They had good had good robot design. Don't you agree? Uh no. You don't like Bob? Maximilian's great. Vincent and Bob are abortions. No, I love the Vincent. sentries are great. Maximilian's great. Vincent and old Bob are abortions. No way. I love their little uh, cannonball feet. That's, yeah, look up. Look at their fucking eyes. And I love that old Bob was all destroyed. And, and with a cowboy accent? Uh, well. It's a big mistake. I, I, who, who, and who was the voice? Uh, Slim Pickens? Maybe Slim Pickens, yeah. yeah. That's a strange casting choice. <laughs> the southern robot. That's and he, But I love that they had like an old robot. That's pretty great. It's a, until, but the designs are. are Why don't you like Vincent? I loved Vincent in my memory. I remember I had the Happy Meal toy, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I think I had the action figure. Look at him. It, it's really bad. It's not. It's great. I want it to be good. I wanted that movie to be great. And I and I I, I remember it was for the longest time it was super expensive on iTunes to get Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that song by the way. I used to sing it alone in my garage. Of course, all the time. Well, yeah. Um, Still do, um, but so the sleepers. It finally, it was on sale on iTunes. Black, black and hole. I bought it instantly. It was so happy. I dropped whatever plans I had that day, sat down, and literally nearly killed myself. Because <laughs> it's it's tough. It's tough to like. What's uh, 
What's a worse space movie than that? Because that that was a disaster when it Supernova. came out. Um, I mean, there's so many bad space movies. I know. Yeah, you're right. I, mean, I like how Supernova is the first thing that came to mind. But you the, always talk about Supernova. There's that. Other, oh, what's the other? There's that's another, another one. troubled production, right? And yeah. who directed that? Alan Smithy. But who? Walter Hill. Walter Hill, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin Tunney. Yep. Who else? James Spader. Spader. Yeah. Who else? I doesn't matter. It does. I mean, Red Planet's shit. Um, there's yeah. a lot of really bad space movies. Red Planet is pretty bad. That's Val Kilmer. Yeah. And the Carrie Ann Moss. And the Amy. Amy. Amy's the name of the killer robot, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Amy's a killer robot in that and a dangerous gorilla in Congo, right? I don't know about that. Or the good gorilla. There's If it's a if, yeah, if they named it Amy, it's probably a good gorilla. Congo is a... I That's, saw that in the theater. Joe Johnson? Mm, is it Frank Marshall I think Frank Maybe. Marshall yeah. that's a bad film yeah so alright so overall Nighthawks um, it's a flawed but kind of quaint little piece of uh, of nostalgia that is worth seeing for Rucker Hauer and to see Stallone looking amazing in those clothes and that beard and to see Billy D. Williams uh, doing exactly what he does in every film but with a little bit of vulgarity he says he drops MFs throughout that movie. And Stallone, badass, wise-ass, candy, you know, shit like that. And then when Billy gets cut, all the, the, that's the love story. Because when Billy D gets yeah. cut, all bets are off. What Stallone, does he say? Oh, my God. He's like, you motherfucker! No, you're, like, you're, you're fucking dead. You're dead! And he's saying it to Billy D. Oh. And Billy D's just oh, that's, cut. That's an interesting one. And he's like, he's, like, uh, he's like, Billy, he's like, you're fucking dead. <laughs> And he's like, I'm, I think I'm cut. You're dead. You're bleeding out. <laughs> Billy D starts going into the shock. Um, Matthew Fox. That's this character. I don't think that comes up a lot in the. Th- Deke De Silva definitely comes up, but I don't think Matthew Fox. The name that name came up because we would have made fun of it it's, for Billy D. It's, I mean, it, it was boring then, and it's boring now. Matthew Fox. Um, by the way, he got fucking shredded for that. Remember for World War Z. No, for what's that movie with? Oh, right, right, right. He's a villain. Yeah, for um, uh, it's the, they tried to franchise that movie. Uh, it was the it's like the new Long Came the Spider yeah, guy, Alex Cross. Right. They had, so it was uh Alex Cross. They're trying to franchise it, and he was a bad guy, and he got fucking ripped. Like he got, he just like totally yeah, went to like, the gym he, he for like, like two years. Yeah, he just really started pumping. And uh, he's like, uh, he actually he made a big point not to get cast in anything during that entire period, <laughs> and, and or after, and it worked, it yeah. worked, yeah. Matthew Fox, um, do you think his parents named him after who did her who did her better job of getting shredded for a film, Matthew Fox or Vic Morrow? Oh come on, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> All right, so we've got uh, Nighthawks. Is, uh, I say, guys, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's a very a very important piece of cinema history. Um, and it's kind of cool. It's it's the music's so good. It's such a such a great seventies. Even though it came out in eighty one, it's so seventies. Um, all right, so now let's take let's dial it back. Let's let's pull it back. Let's, let's zoom okay. back out. Right. We're gonna get rid of the celebrity birthday segment. Oh, what? Because I we never know when these things are gonna come out. We're so we're so excited to share them with you because well we're, we're gonna because they're so good. We're gonna start scheduling them. Though. Well, we, we we're, because they're so good. We just don't know when. So yeah. Well, you're gonna get you're gonna get a show at least every other week. That's yes. a that's a you can lock that shit in. In addition to that, Chud is back. The Chud the Chud show is back, and we're waiting for it to syndicate out to all the platforms. But there's a new episode of that that is out by the time you listen to this. Uh, 
It's not the best episode. I sound tired. It's very tired. We had we had done our blob thing. We're like, you know, was it blob? No, it was El McCool's. Yeah, it was El Royale. It was the first one, yeah. And we're like, you know, we we have a little bit of extra time. Let's let's do a Chud podcast. Yeah, sorry. And then and then last time we did our podcast, and then we were smart. We watched Nighthawks. Right. And so, tonight we might we might. It's too go, late now, isn't it? See glass. Is there a late showing of Glass? It's already ten nineteen. Oh, okay, maybe not. I guess see it though. I watch Glass all day long. Yeah, I heard only only good things. Only good things about Glass. You know, at this point, I mean, why would we ever be surprised that he fucks up? We're, we should be more surprised when he doesn't fuck up. That guy. I mean, he's he's kind of dog shit. I like, kind of a shitty I don't person. Know. I like him sometimes. I like Split. And Visit was all right. Yeah, visit was fun. And there's a uh, Mall of Georgia. Screw that. It's too far. Medlock has a ten. No, it's still no. No, we're not seeing glass tonight. Okay. Um, scintillating for you listeners. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's do a quick cut here. Let's we, we zoomed out. We zoomed out a little bit. Do we zoom? Zoom back in. Quick, quick hits on something. Okay. Quick hits on a movie. Okay. We'll one each. I mean, something quick. I don't have anything in my brown wall. That's a that's a double decker right there. Somebody's feeling no pain. <laughs> Does he even pick it up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Am I supposed to hit you with a movie? Is that you always want me to, right? This is whatever come, I, I don't have anything planned. What's, uh, uh, Dolores Claiborne. What's your favorite? What's your favorite film? Favorite moments from Dolores Claiborne. Um, Guess what I've seen in I've seen the trailer for that movie. You, you never, never watched, watched the movie. movie. Um, what about Misery then? I just watched Misery this week. So that's week. close. That's close. Oh, you did? Yep. This week I watched Misery. All right. It was four ninety nine on iTunes. Oh, forgot to tell you. Thank you. Um, misery. Um, let me think. Let me let me zoom on in. Let me zoom on in and zoom on in. Did you like? Do you when you watched it again? Did you like it? Does well, it hold up? I felt like I'm. I got about two ninety nine worth. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, Jimmy Kahn, Kate Bates. Jimmy Kahn kind of underrated, I think. Dick Farnsworth. I know. Richard Farnsworth. The lady Farnsworth. from The Mist who was the same age then. Uh, the, uh, what's her name? The actress. Frances Sternhagen. Yes. Same age every year. Yeah. She's been the same age. She was in, I think she was in Birth of a Nation, same age. Farnsworth gets killed in it. Farnsworth does not make it. He, he's, he's the sheriff and psycho in this. Kathy Bates. Uh, like you said, but it's it's not that good. It's Kathy okay. Bates win the Academy Award for this? I think so. Uh, it's a it's a great book. I like the book a lot. Remember the book? Mm-hmm. And it's it's got the he wrote like the Stephen King wrote the like, romance chapters in the book. It was do you remember all that? Vaguely, vaguely remember. So that. it's like you know a book about a a, a man, uh, an author who has a very popular um, romance. I think it's a romance series mm-hmm. or something, and then he. He kills off his main character, and then you know the premise is that the um, he gets kidnapped, and and she makes him write a continuance. Right, um, his his biggest fan finds him like he has an accident and, and kidnaps him. Um, but in the book, I remember the Stephen King book. He actually wrote wrote the, some of the book okay. in the book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, it's not that exciting. Um, I just you know, of course. What's so? What? What are? What? What are some of your favorite film moments? What's your? What's your? What's your little moment from that? Or what movie? What do you remember from it that you like? Anything? No, not really. I mean, you know, honestly, my favorite stuff is Richard Farnsworth. Yeah. So he's such a cool, like the little banter between him and his lady. And he's always 
was a great part of any film he was. He in, was. I think he's a very unique. Took himself character out. Actor. Took he, he took himself out of the mix. Did he? Shot himself. Are you sure? Positive. I've never been wrong about somebody celebrity's yeah, death before. Well, how did the hobbling scene hold up? It's funny, like this the little foot getting smashed. She, I mean, she does both, right? Uh, yes. You see one. She does both, but you see one. In the book, she cuts them off. That's right. Mm-hmm. And which is he? Um, he's fine after that. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, you I know, the little moments is not a not a ton. I mean, I was I was impressed that James Con was almost likable because mm-hmm. he's hard, it's hard to find him likable in movies. Yeah, I love him, but yeah. he's not known for. I mean, Cole Hauser has all the charm. <laughs> Scott Con, Scott Con, Scott, he's Cole Hauser 1.0. Um, but uh, he's not. Yeah, he's almost likable. But I honestly, oh, and you know, who plays his editor is what's her face, famous face, famous body, Brooke Shields, famous, famous Heat. Oh my, she's the like. Why do I think famous? Brooke Shields? A very famous actress of, from of yesteryear. Do you remember? Um, it's like some yeah. superstar from beyond. Is it a, from the Maltese Falcon? Some great Lauren Bacall. Is it Bacall? I think it's Lauren Bacall. Okay. I think it's Lauren Bacall. Okay. Some some crazy fuck. <laughs> okay. So she's uh, she uh, gets get a special appearance by her, but no, uh, the little moments I really think I like I like Richard Farnsworth's investigation. I think that's probably my favorite. That's which means Rob Reiner missed. If that's what I'm responding to, he didn't do the mist. He did not. I wish. Rob Reiner's The Mist would have been This is a different. huge hit for him, Misery. It's yeah, a, it was it's a monster. A mo- it's a movie that is uh, held in fairly high regard. You're, you're, you're in the minority opinion on it. Well, the funny thing is, is like, Kathy Bates, her performance is fine. It's great. It's fine. It's, it's, it's excellent. It's, it's fine. award-winning. She's n- never been bad and stuff. No, she's a, she's a fine actress. You remember Fried Green Tomatoes. Crap, you know I what forget. I'm talking about. I remember about Schmidt, Naked. She was naked. She's naked in that movie. I never saw it. Okay. Well, your eyes would wouldn't. You'd, you'd need a Tom Cruise operation if you'd seen it. Oh come on. Um, come no, on. Kathy, Kathy Bates is fine, but it is. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a very easy performance just to to make to satire, do satire of because it's so. Uh, it, it, she's playing basically like a, like a fundamentalist type of person. Yeah, a, a very a very distinctive and, yeah. and repeated king villain. Kind of her kind of character, like yeah. the, the pious but assholeish. Yeah, yeah. Who takes their fandom a little too far? A little bit. Okay, your turn. Oh, Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> I think that's why I referenced Brooke Shields. I think she plays an agent in that or something. Are you kidding? She's maybe in that's Midnight Meat Train, or maybe another author's adaptation that went Oscar. You know the mo- the stuff I remember from Midnight Meat Train. Uh, it's little moments. I love the scene with. The fight scene in the subway car with the guy that constantly getting hurt. Yeah, and he's but he's also from um, uh, the A Team. I don't know who that guy is. His name I can't remember his name. He's in the movie The A Team. He played Mr. T's character. Um, oh, B.J. Oh. B. A. Brock. Okay, but he's Rampage in, Jackson. Yeah, he's in he's in Midnight Meteor. He's a funny fight scene in that where okay. he's he doesn't he doesn't make it. Um, you know Bradley Cooper. That's a that's a crazy. That's a funny choice that he got in that. They, where how? That's a movie that must have been shot before he was famous, and they waited. Oh yeah, yeah. Who did that movie? It's a Clive Barker story. Who wrote, who directed the movie? Oh, that's a great question. It's a, you know it, you know it's the guy who did um. It's the Asian director. Um, you got to narrow that down. No, but it's he did the other. F- 
versus movie or something. Oh, really? Okay. Um, he did. It was his maybe English. How'd that work debut. out? <laughs> um, although Ted Raimi in there, don't remember that. He gets uh, his eyes. He gets smashed in the back of the head. I remember there's a lot of out. scenes of walking in dark streets. Yeah, and Bradley Cooper a plays like a photographer. Yeah, and he's, he's he's trying to get to the bottom of this midnight meat train business. Yeah, I, who wouldn't? Uh-huh. And to be honest, you want to talk about uh, an actor who has shown great versatility over the years. Bradley Cooper is a charisma vacuum in that movie. I thought you were going to say Vinnie Jones. <laughs> For versatility. <laughs> Bradley Cooper is a non-entity in that movie. He I'm looks right. lost in that film. Yeah. But it's, then you look at how charismatic he is and the diversity of his performances since. He's a he's a he's a weapon. But I wonder if that's the kind of movie you, you you're making and you're like the whole time you're like, oh, did I? I don't think was so. This a mistake. Because I mean, he's a leading man in a movie. That's right. not a small potato when you're that in that part of your career. And he was like, you remember he was in Wedding Crashers. Like he he had like these small roles. He was an alias for a while. He wasn't always the Bradley Cooper we know of today. He's like Brad. His agents like Bradley got you. I got you a starring role in a. Film based on a best-selling novel, and you get to start one of the guys from the Guy Ritchie films. Perfect. Uh, where where do I sign, boss? It's Vinnie Jones. Holy shit! <laughs> I want to wonder if uh, that's because he kind of got blown off the screen by Vinnie Jones in that. I think Bradley Cooper wasn't operating on his most uh, his powerful. He wasn't coasting on charm in that. Yeah, you know, he. I know, I I'm sure the role. I think he was trying to play. It. I think he was trying to play like a, like a you know a, a CD photog or something. You know. I and, like it. I like your use of words. And uh, he uh, and he nailed it. I mean, and that's a role that he never shook. You know, how, like Johnny Depp never shook Hunter S. Thompson. I mean, you still see Midnight Me training Bradley Cooper every time he's up on screen. Has is that is that a thing that that Mr. Depp hasn't shaken? Mm-hmm. They said he never shook the affectation he took on for that that role for Hunter S. Thompson. He took on mannerisms that he just still has. See, to I, this I day. still I can't not see the guy from Nick of Time. Whenever <laughs> I'm watching a Johnny Depp performance, it's like goddamn Nick of Time again. Was I it, hope what was that... his name in that? Was it Nick Time? <laughs> it probably Peter, was Nick. Peter Himes film, yeah? Yeah. Uh, no. John Batham. Batham. One yeah. of those two bitches. It's Batham. Yeah. Um, but it's the less talented of those two, by the way. I'd say Batham is worse than Himes for sure. Is it Stakeout? Batham did Stakeout? Yeah. And Stakeout 2? Another Stakeout? Yeah. Did he do Batham Bovary? <laughs> what else did he do? What else did... John Batham? Who did the Presidio? Oh, the Presidio is such a bad movie. I don't think Batham did it. Hush though. your mouth. Hush your mouth. You love it? Hush your mouth. The Presidio's great. It's so bad. I didn't mean to spoil you guys what the next movie Microsoft's going to be. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go through John Batham here for you. Because I don't know if anybody remembers John Batham. He, I know he did one movie he did do was uh, Incredible Shrinking Woman, I think. He did do that. Nailed it. Yeah, I mean, let me see if I'm right about Who, it. Is that Lily Tomlin? Yeah, I might be wrong. He did. He's actually still working. He did. He did doing TV. Oh, he did Batham Begins, right? He did. He did. He, he he's on TV. He's doing TV a lot. Um, he's, um. So let's let's go back to the Batam career when he he did Short Circuit, overrated. He did War Games. Great. Blue Thunder. <gasps> oh, we connect all these, don't we? That's, it's funny the synergy. Um. He. Did, By the way, we uh the scene that we were talking about in a previous episode, 
was a woman who's doing like a she's doing some sort of yoga or something naked. Okay. And just not you're not watching it through night vision or anything. So Saturday Night Fever killed it. So Badham's had a fucking good career. Stake out. I was wrong about the shrinking woman. He did do Bird on the Wire. A wire. One of the, the worst. The hard way. I, wait. Okay. Burn on the Wire is one of my least favorite movies ever in a theater. Yeah. The Hard Way, however, is fun. Point of No Return, which is the... The remake of La Femme Nikita, Nikita, the better version of that movie. No. I'm joking. Jesus. Was Rade Shabedjia in that? Drop Zone. Drop Zone, Nick of Time. Drop Guns. Yeah, then it was over. Drop Zone was where it ended? It was Nick of Time, then he went to Incognito. I think that looks like his last film. That's Jason Patrick. The man who never says yes is in a John Batham film. Maybe the last one that killed Batham's career. But no, Batham's doing like a TV So Hyams stuff. did the Presidio then. Look up Hyams while you're at it. Why? Because those are, those guys are both... Presidio is one of the worst films I've seen in the theater. Hush your mouth. <laughs> Why would you say it? Peter Hyams? Peter Hyams. I, I had a... Uh, I videotaped that off of HBO over the Super Bowl. You like Mark Harmon? Mark Harmon, I like Sean Connery, baby. Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is very I think, good. I, if I'm not mistaken, James B. Sicking may have showed up in that the one. Presidio? Too. Yeah. I love the Phil Collins song that they did Pre- for that. Presidio. Um, Whoa. Well, so Peter Himes beats him already because he did Time Cop. Peter Himes did Sudden Death as well, I he think. He did Presidio, you're right. Did Running Scared. I know, but he, okay, I think he did Outland. I know he did that. He did Star Chamber. Capricorn 1. Oh, it killed it. I like Capricorn 1. It's not as good as Capricorn 3. Um, have Wait, you seen Capricorn 1? Have you ever watched it? A long time that? ago. Is that Kirk Douglas? Huh? Is Kirk Douglas in that? No, he's in Saturn 3. No, Capricorn 1 is... It's uh, about the moon landing shit. Yeah, it's James Brolin. Is, okay. O.J. Simpson. That's right. And... Uh, Fatty Arbuckle. No, no, no. It's... Uh, uh, Carmen Sandiego. It might be Dallas from Alien. Uh, Dikemi Matumbo? Fievel? No. Sean Astin? <laughs> or who's the other guy? That, Orca? Who's the guy in Law and Order all the time? Sam Waterston? It might be Waterston, yeah. And Capricorn 1. Cool. Saturn Sudden th- Death, The Relic. Saturn 3 is what Kirk Douglas. End of Days. Oh, Sound of Thunder. Himes did Sound Which of I Thunder. Which I watched recently. Proud. Is, proud to Himes' watch. last movie was, uh, was a Van Damme movie called um, Enemies Closer. You guys remember that? It's a sequel to Friends Close. But let me zoom him in to Enemies Closer. Peter Hyams. Peter fucking Hyams. Um, that guy, he's he. I think he might be the quintessential blue collar, uh, like action filmmaker. He he's like a baby McTiernan, yeah. or like a small West, small Simon West. Yeah, even though Tiny he's had, West. had a way better career. Yeah, way better career. Who Hyams? Oh yeah, yeah. For sure. He's not hurting. Hyams ain't hurting. Uh-uh. Um, so, let's listen to some voicemails. Okay. Hello, Nick and Justin. This is Pierce, longtime Chud podcast listener, calling about bad times at the El Royale. I was going to actually start with a moment that uh, I think wasn't in the movie that could have helped it. You know, with the star power of Chris Hemsworth as the maniacal cult leader, Billy Lee, I felt like they could have had one or two moments to really help build a little bit more of his sinister quality. I think he's a bit distracting um, as that part, and it would have been nice to see 
just a little bit more um, sinister background. Um, it could have been even tighter than what they gave us in the sort of cult scenes. Uh, but I want to start with a more positive moment that actually did exist in the movie, and it related to, it struck me as actually I watched it, Cynthia and Revo's character um, towards the end when she's confronting Billy Lee, and I can't, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it's kind of when she speaks up for herself and it's, it's sort of, she speaks not only as her character, but also sort of as the audience, like being tired of that Remember this scene. character, that person, sort of self-interested philosophies that are totally empty and just a manipulator of weak people. And I, I really thought that was a great moment for her, for her character overall. It kind of gave her a lot of dimension. And I just really like that piece of dialogue. I, I tried to look it up so I could get the exact quote correct, but it's actually not making I've any met a lot of, of men like you or something. Of course, these terrible clickbait yeah. top 10 quotes from bad times. But uh, I finally found an article that talked about how um, the actress actually petitioned uh, Drew Goddard to add that scene in. So they worked on it together during the movie, uh, sort of worked on that scene and that line. And I think that was pretty pretty cool considering that was uh, one of my favorites and it turns out is somewhat improvised on set and so those were my thoughts i thought it was a good movie overall i thought um considering the quality of stuff out there i thought it was um a decent movie mm. certainly had just flaws, like you guys mentioned agreed with all that but i thought it was a very entertaining worthwhile watch let him talk a little longer he's gonna hate analysis. it thanks so much keep doing what you're doing bye hey uh by, uh, by the way i like that scene he mentioned too and that's great and um, she she really does cut. I think it's almost like one of those things where she cuts him to like the his core, like cuts him, you know, basically unveils. No, it's Pierce Corb. But he, but he, you know, basically basically shreds him, and then he dies. Like it's like one of those things that I see who you are, and then now you're you're done. Like so, yeah. it's it's uh it's kind of a nice quick you know, end he, to his character. She's like she's like I've seen this status update on Facebook. Yeah, because yeah. that's what he is. He's just a Facebook fucking status. His uh, fucking propaganda. I, you know, I, I, I don't think that move. Me, I, I see what he's saying. I don't know if that character could have been rescued with more scenes. I think that char- that's the weak link in the film for me. Even though I like Hemsworth a lot, and he's def- definitely there to uh, spark the action at the end. It, it, that, that, that's the that's the stuff that doesn't work as well for me as the rest. So that would have been fine. Uh, by the way, if you do want to leave your own voicemail, we we encourage you to please do so. The number is seven six two. Four nine nine four eight zero two. That's a free call. Doesn't cost you a damn penny. Does it? Do some of these calls cost now? They co- they cost our readers precious time yes. wa- wasting it on us. But hey, look, I got two more calls. Oh, let's see what this one has to say. Oh, they're about bad times at the El Royale. Hi guys, this is uh, Will Mason. <gasps> uh, you remember remember me from the last decade and a half of friendship? But mm. uh, I just wanted to say I don't think I've ever been angrier in my entire life than I have. <laughs> Phrase, hot blob cart. <laughs> hot blob cart. That's a sleeper's joke. Oh, that's, that's the entire call. But that was your sleeper's... That's, yeah, hot blob cart. Well, you, that was from the second episode. But that though. was you. Yeah. Speaking of, we need to talk about sleepers. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, but that's that was very... I agree with Will. That's a, That was a funny thing that you said. Uh, he didn't say he... He says... He, he didn't say he liked it. I think he did say. He said he laughed really hard at it. No, he said... I don't think I've ever been angry... Angrier my entire life than have than than I have the phrase hot blob cart. God damn it! Oh, okay. Well, I guess he didn't like it then. I, think, I, I liked it. I think it's probably because he spit he probably spit up some food on his little precious baby. His new little baby. His little yeah, sweet little he didn't child. Do that. I can't believe the he named baby. it Marsha, Marsha Mason. I mean, what an homage. Um, Can you believe it, Marsha Mason of the Goodbye Girl? 
I don't know that actress. Marsha Mason? No. Heartbreak Ridge? <laughs> the love interest in Heartbreak Ridge and the Goodbye Girl. I don't. I never Neil saw. Neil Simon, Richard Dreyfuss, get me hard. Marsha Mason, not related to Will, not not really his child. I don't. His know. Child is way better. I don't know. Marsha Mason. I don't. Oof. Not good looking. Do you not have another? I do, but I, I want to talk about. Where's you the remember the one? Goodbye Girl? I never saw. God, it, it was like the first. Uh, I used, I watched that movie every week. You liked it. I was so in love with Richard Dreyfuss, and it was on VHS. Yeah. And it was the '80s. Okay. So and and he plays. It's a love story. Uh-huh. He's very charming in it. I remember it played they, a lot. They fall in love, they fall out of love, and I think they fall back in love. I think I remember it playing a lot on HBO. I think it's a Neil Simon product. And it was a rated R film? Probably. It's like it's you know, it's really really quaint. Like you like uh uh-huh. like we're like like banter, it's a ban it's Neil Simon, so there's not a lot of ass eating in it. But it's a, so, it's a solid flick. Not a lot. Solid solid flick. Here's the last call. Probably ever. It was a long one. Holy shit. Who who's this? Hey, this is Hawkins calling again um, about oh. the blob. I took notes. Uh, <laughs> starting off with uh, many of you may know Paul McCrane from his work in RoboCop movies where he survives. Uh, great show. Lo- loved it this week. I love hearing about the blob's reaction shots and how it doesn't like getting shot. Well, yeah. And how it's in the mountains in the mist and it's, it's coming down. Oh, like when everything show. happens and it's great <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention something fun about the kid who gets off in the sewers and says I'll never sneak into a movie again and it's true poor guy uh, poor kid it's really funny the sculpt for little Eddie the uh, special effects prop that they made for the uh, tiny tiny gentleman who uh, played the, the character when he gets blobbed uh there's actually a hidden hamburger sculpted into the armpit of the the little guy if you see the behind the scenes what? photos and it's fun. But yeah, this was great. I want to see the blob versus hatchet. Um, I'm looking forward to movie microscope on Frost Nixon and more school ties segments every episode. <laughs> and this was great. So That's very nice. Fun. Thank you, sir. Great, great, great. Oh. Oh, is that a live call? He um, he uh, ran down some uh, moments. He actually listened to the show. That's yeah. like a very apparent. Yeah, it's uh, good. As he's reminding me of stuff that you said. Yeah. Um, you said the blob versus hatchet, which is <laughs> <laughs> a very like a Freddy versus Jason, but yeah. like the worst kind. Yeah. 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 Blob versus hatchet. <laughs> That'd be great. I would. Yeah. You know, they both have really those. Both those movies have really gross kills. Is that why you brought that up? No. I just try to think of like the least important franchise. But Hatchet has really vulgar kills. It's okay. Like silly. Victor ever, Crowley, right? Is his name? Did you ever watch any of those? No. Never any of the first one? No. I did watch Leslie Vernon Behind the Mask, though. I did see that. It's nothing to do with Hatchet. No, it's just shit. It's not shit. It's shit. That's actually not a bad movie. Why would you say that? I'm just to How dare get you, you get you up in arms, get your fucking blood up. You're making me defend a movie I haven't really thought about for years. Guys, you can't see this. Justin's getting into a fighting stance. Come on, badass. <laughs> so, Forced alone. No, no. You never did anything after Nighthawks. That's what I... Yeah, that's a career cut short. Nighthawks was such a failure, he never worked again. You know what's funny? If you would have told... I was... Uh, I was what? I was nine when that movie came Meanwhile, out. Meanwhile, Billy D. Williams couldn't stop being in hits after this. No... I was nine, yeah, and I fell in love with that movie. I fell in love with those actors. Little did I know 
that all these years later, mm-hmm. decades and decades and decades later, yeah. first of all, the guys are both still working. Secondly, next year, we're going to see Lando and Rambo back on the big screen. This year, Lando, Rambo. Well, is, is Star Wars... Oh, yeah, dog. Is Star Wars Christmas? Oh, dick. It yeah, is, it's just coming it? out. Yeah, so Lando is back for that. You got Lando and Rambo. Where was he in the last one? They should have had him in the last one. In the casino, I think. He might have been there. We just didn't see him. I just hope they spent a lot of time with uh, with uh, Justin uh, Theroux's character. Because they, they really whet my appetite with him in the in the last one. Um, and, the, and, and Rambo's back this year. Well, I, I think it'll come out this year. I can't imagine it. The turnaround time on those movies is that long. They finished production about what, about a month ago. Um, Stallone, apparently, he's... Uh, he and does. he is doing that in Alien. I think he resurrected that script that he was going to use for Rambo 4 and is still going to do it as its own, as its own film, really? if I remember correctly. Um, he is in a movie with another actor, a dramatic movie that's coming out, that he's with a, like a pretty good actor, like a kid, like a younger actor. And he's... he's a, do you know what I'm talking about? Look that up. Because he okay, so he the it's called Hunter. So he is doing that, you know. Okay, that's that that's that book. So it's called Last Blood. That's good. But what's what's another? There's another movie. He he might have written the script for this, or so here's what he, they got. They've got Tough as They Come. Okay. Which, it's based on a book. There's no other people listed. There's Escape Plan Three, which is already done. All right. Expendables Four, which I which probably isn't going to happen. Yeah. But there's that Scarpa. Maybe what's that's at, about a former yeah that one's. It's about a crime boss guy. No, it's not that. Idol's Eye. That was got Pattinson in it. That's probably the one you're thinking of. No. And Rachel Weiss, directed no. by Olivier Ass 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 Ass. Um, I don't know. It's not it. I don't him. think. Samaritan. Okay. Uh, no, nobody listed. Hunter and then Rambo. So maybe there's something coming up. You know. Okay. You know what's maybe, funny is we were maybe talking. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Maybe it is the. I think I made someone. a comment about John Herzfeld uh-huh. in the. Uh, uh, El Royale, and I remember that he had made that fucking awful movie, Return to Me, that Stallone was in. Return to that Me. That awful, awful movie. Return to Me is DeCubney. Maybe it's not Return to Me. It was... Uh, and uh, It's with Tom Bunny Jane. Hunt. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's tried to be a drama. Uh, Reach Me. Reach Me. Okay. And it's, it's in a, it's, it's, a, I think it's Hersfeld. Yeah, it is. It's, he got, it's an all-star cast. Lauren, Laura Cohen, Kara Sedwick, Tom Jane, Kevin Connolly... Director of <gasps> Gotti, Tommy Sizemore's, Nelly, Kelsey Grammer, Terry Crews, Carrie Elwes, Tom Berenger, Stallone, Danny Aiello, Danny Trejo. Nelly? They got that? the Dannys. They got the Dannys for that. Trejo and Aiello. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this that movie, Tough As They Come, that's what I was talking about. He's directing that. It must, that might have been it. So, anyway, that Maybe. movie is really bad. Maybe not. Hersfeld, man, I was wondering where he went after 15 minutes and two days in the valley. He went, he went to reach me, which I rented on uh, as soon as it came out and was crestfallen. Crestfallen. <laughs> Poor guy. I was a sh- I was I was a shadow of myself after I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got. Uh, so the good news is, is we're recording multiple microscopes good, this weekend. The good news. Good news for us. Bad news for the <laughs> listeners. Um. We'll be recording two with Mr. John McCarowitz this right. coming Saturday. Yeah. For future installments that will hit the bricks. And then the week after, I think we got another blood bloodhound. Let me ask you this real quick. Okay, so I'm on the internet today. Oh, I don't know if you ever go on there. Ren Brown, following week. Oh, I like Ren, old Ren. I like John, old John, too. 
Um, but anyway, I was on the internet. Cool. And people were complaining because um, Drew McWeeny, you know, uh, has a podcast with someone else that I, I kind of know. I don't listen to it, but another site like CinemaSins or something ripped off the idea of their podcast. They're doing it too, and so they were. There's a little back and forth between the two um, uh, people, like you know, the where McWeeny was. Tell me when this gets interesting. Well, accusing them of stealing the idea, they were saying that we didn't steal it. You know that kind of thing. Do we still the microscope? And also, is our microscope like defined enough to where its actual premise? You know, what I'm saying so. What did we plagiarize some podcast? We probably did, right? I don't know, but I did movie microscope on Chud in the '90s. But did someone do it in the '80s on the internet? <laughs> yes, I'm just saying. Like, I remember Robert have... Culp had a movie show. He goes about to zoom in, I mean, about does, to zoom on in. But does someone else have the premise of? Picking a movie and talking about it on a podcast, we can't do it then. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Has anybody? Does anybody else have the idea of talking about doing like a deep dive of movies and then barely scratching the surface? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologize to those people. What if uh, we got yelled at? We're out, all of a sudden this this fight blew up on Twitter, and it's a podcast that also references sleeper every ap- sleepers every episode. Like, yep. We skim the trivia on IMDb and pretty much start recording. <laughs> you fucking thief. Hey, assholes, we watched The Blob, too. Yeah. We talked about The Blob We before. talked about Paul McCrane getting hurt by a helicopter twice. <laughs> the best is our old show, like the Chud Show, can complain about us because I just say the same <laughs> yeah, jokes. We, so, <laughs> I just make the same references. Yeah, so I've, been, uh, I've, I've, I've gotten the two best ofs i did like a, a best of the chud show years and years and years ago yeah i did two installments which basically covers the first 20 episodes of the show right and it's amazing how much <laughs> ground we have retreaded already talk about paul mccray yeah, same about- shit i probably talk about kevin dillon <laughs> licking somebody like early i mean lauren dean i mean it, it's it's gonna be great and actually looking at the list of movies that we have lined up to do microscopes there's going to be some overlap. Of course. You know, so. I like the connections that we already found between the three movies we did and that we didn't even realize. No, this connective tissue all yeah. up in this. I mean, that's, yeah. that's. did anybody else have that idea? I just don't want to get yelled at. I'm tired of getting yelled at by Twitter. Oh, my God. Everybody's yeah. all over Do me. Do we have they're any like, followers? They're like, your jokes are too funny. Yeah. You know, that you tweet every two months, once, once in a while. I think once folks come to the realization that we are in this to make ourselves laugh. <laughs> The, yeah, well, they know that. I think the people who listen to us probably know us. They yeah. listen to our own shows. They already know that. Yeah. Um, it, you know what's funny is we're doing all this work, recording, editing, and all that, and it's the same people we'd be sitting in a room with. So we could have basically done this without all this pomp and circumstance. <laughs> of course. But, and plus, Nick and I would just be doing this anyway. That's, that's the right. thing. We record this, but we also had dinner before this, and our conversation was very similar <laughs> to what we're doing now. Except I was shocked at the amount of food that came with his with his food. <laughs> he got a bento box. Yeah, it was, it's like it, they just took half the kitchen and dumped it on our table. It's like a Jeremy Sisto box. <laughs> what happened to him? Sisto? Yeah. They ch- the Sisto they made into what I he was on a comedy for a while called Suburbia Sub- Suburbia? No, not su- something like that. Suburgatory. And with Jane Levy. And then he was also in a string of shows where he played like a badass. Like he they tried to turn Sisto into like a badass and it kinda worked. Um, uh, obviously, it hasn't. He's, I, was he's regulated his, to TV. He's not in movies. Because I, I remember him in Hideaway and White Squall and Scene. He's in, but he's in TV a ton, and he's a good actor. He's in Clueless. 
He's in the Sisto Brothers. <laughs> he's in Clueless. You're forgetting that. I don't remember. He's the troubled. He's like a tough guy, right? What did you say? What were the movies you said? White Squall and Hideaway. Hideaway. That was a big. He was the big bad guy. In I was Hideaway. so excited about Hideaway because Jeff Goldblum was a star. Well, you were excited about because Dean Koontz wrote it. I no. I'm. Not, is that I, not? I've never touched Dean Koontz. Is it a Koontz book? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a fuck. That's one of the worst. That's so, who did that? Dean Koontz. The, oh, directed Hideaway. Yeah. That's a bad. That's film. how we're gonna end the show. We're gonna fi- we're gonna figure out who directed Hideaway. Uh, I'm gonna say. No one, no one we know. Hideaway, I bet. No, I bet we know him, and it's got to be a him. It's not. It's, it's not, a serial killer film. It's not the guy who directed uh, the Patricia Arquette uh, horror movie, Stigmata. Is that it was Alicia Silverstone? That was Rupert. Alicia Silverstone in that too. In, in Hideaway, or Jeff Goldblum, a Silverstone sister. I mean, that's all you need. Is it Silverstone? I'm gonna guess. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. And I'm gonna give you. you yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give you hints. Yeah, clue me out. Okay, I'll, we'll zoom on in. Um, oh, shit, are we spoiling one of our future microscopes? It could be. It could be. Ninety-five. Barbet Schrader. Yeah, so you, you're gonna lock that in. I'm just guessing. That seems like it's beneath him, so I won't. I'm not gonna commit. Have to you him. seen his work? Oh, it's perfect. Who did it? It's perfect. <laughs> Rennie Hart. No, it's perfect. Okay, I'm gonna give you one. I'm gonna give you one. Hint. Okay. Okay, and then I'm gonna. Then that's all you're gonna need. Okay. Virtuosity. Jeff Murphy. No. How do you not know this? Lawnmower Man. Oh, Brett Leonard. Yes. I get those two mixed up. Actually, Jeff Murphy may have done the other Lawnmower Man. Really, the Lawnmower Man too. All right. Let me see. Yeah, directed by him. Um, Christine Lottie in there. By the way, we didn't mention her. Love her. Alfred Molina in there. Love him. Yeah. That's a that's a bad film. Guys. I love Mad Magazine. So you of should course. you should watch um, Hideaway, you guys. It is something else. It's just celebrating. It's um, it's a twenty year. Was it twenty four year old movie now? Twenty four. Kiefer. <laughs> Jeff Murphy. Jeff Murphy sounds uh, like a friend. I'd like to think that. Uh, okay, good. He didn't. Why would I? Why would I stoop him low enough to direct a lawnmower man movie? What an idiot I am. He did direct. Oh my god. So here's here's a neat thing about Jeff Murphy. Mm-hmm. If you ever need a second film done, yeah, he's your man. He owns the distinction of doing Young Guns two, yeah, Under Siege two, okay, and Fortress two. Oh wow, classics! And goddamn it, I'll be fucking damned. Hmm. What the fuck? Blade Runner 2049? Nope. What? It's doing The Last Temptation of Christ too. <laughs> <laughs> With Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,